Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. If it's the start of the week, you know what we're talking about here on this show. Another ATP Challenger-centric episode from our friends hosts Damian Kust and Jakob Babaro. On today's episode, they discuss Gerard Meltzer's first Challenger title in more than four years. They discuss the many former Junior Slam champions currently competing on tour that, quite frankly, have failed to transition as well to the pros as expected. They talk about the players they'd least like to face personally on tour and so much more. It is a fantastic episode that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, as always, I will remind all of you, if you missed any of last weekend's championship action, our four tour level events, all offering fantastic levels of play. You can go hear our recap episode over on the mini break podcast feed, can catch up on everything happening across the pro tennis world on our website, crackedrackets.com. But of course, you came to hear about what's happening on the ATP Challenger Tour. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here is today's ATP Challenger-centric episode with host Damian Kust and Jakob Barbara. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Challenger the Podcast. Uh, I'm once again joined by my friend Jakub, who now has a very healthy lead over me in the predictions competition. I wish, I wish at least Jackie Nato gave me, you know, uh, the uh, kept up the status quo, so to speak. But uh, there was no final in Losing, which I, I don't think it happened to us uh, since we started that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like we've had a retirement in the final. But we haven't had a, a full-on just walkover. The final doesn't happen. That's unfortunate for the event. Yeah. Do, do you want to start in in Lushing? Sure. Yeah. So so Carlos Sabena, as as we mentioned, gave me a point. One of my two points this week. Um, uh, walkover from Marco Cecchiato. Do we know exactly what the injury is? I haven't I haven't seen it. Last time I checked on the on the PDF, there was no reason given. Uh, let me let me let me pull it up, but. But probably we don't really. But but I, I'm assuming it's connected to. Oh, actually, there is now a right elbow. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so the, that gave Tabernet his fourth challenger title of his career, third this year. Takes him up 18 spots to new career high number 93. Um, I would say the the road to the to the final and then to the title because the final wasn't played quite 
quite nice, I think. I was worried about that first round a bit against Barako Cusano, but from there, Blancano, Arnabodi, and Genesi were the guys that he had to beat. Uh, so certainly not the not the toughest route that we'll see. <laughs> uh, as for Cecchinato, before his injury, um, he beat Lopez San Martin, Sedaro, Siege, Borg, and Fatic in the semifinals. He's also re-entering the top 100 at number 95. Uh, so what did you think of Taberner? What, what did you think of Cecchinato before the injury this week? Yeah, I mean, Taberner, both, obviously, both, both players had to play two matches on Saturday, but Taberner only played for two hours and 15, 15 minutes. So it was it was as if he played one match. And, and Cecchinato honestly didn't have that big a workload as well. So maybe, maybe, maybe just an injury. Uh, I actually thought Genesi could have eliminated Taberner, but Genesi only has himself to blame for extending that quarterfinal against Brancaccio because he was up 6-3 and 5-3. But anyhow, as, uh, as you said, a fantastic year for Taberner. A very deserved top 100 debut. He was he was one match away like, like a month ago in Seville. Um, that was a, sem- a semi-final against uh, Pedro Martinez, I think. Uh, and and if had he won that, he would have been in the top 100. It took him a bit longer. He actually didn't have to play the match that uh, that would have taken him there. But but I guess no one's gonna remember that in you know, uh, in the history books. It's just gonna stand that Carlos Tevez got to the top 100, and it's and it's very cool and, and absolutely absolutely deserved. I I Chekinato honestly was a bit of a mess. Uh, I wasn't very confident in watching my pick this week. Uh, honestly, I, I I don't know if he would have won the final. Like, uh, I wasn't confident looking at how he played. Uh, there, there were good moments, of course, but but mostly it's been a struggle. Two tie breaks against against Lopez San Martin, then against Borg, it was you know he won the first set six six love basically dominating and then made it a mess again. The semi was very tough as well, even though it's a it's a straight set victory. Uh, yeah, I I I I really didn't like checking out this week. I think he was subpar. Maybe the, the elbow injury was already there and it just it, it just worsened. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, yeah, for, for the other guys, we should mention Neymar Fatic, uh, his second uh, semi-final this year. First one was in Zadar, I believe. Yep. In March. Uh, so he clearly he he loves Croatia. Um, <laughs> not 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 the toughest road to semi-final again. Alvarez, Varona, Kravchenko, Misolic, but still impressive of him to get there, and he's he's slowly making his way to the top three hundred. Um, did Did you see much of Fatic this week? Yeah, I, I I certainly expected him to lose to Misolic, honestly. Misolic was, was was quite impressive. He he also is making like his second quarterfinal, I believe. Won five ITFs this year. Uh, and definitely didn't expect him to uh definitely I definitely thought Misolic was was going to be a big favorite against Fatic. Uh it didn't happen, but yeah. Um Fatic is just, I don't know, he's just a super solid pro. One of these guys who, I, I never saw him live, but I imagine we, he's one of the guys, like, if you saw him, you would be like, oh my God, this guy can play. And he's like, you know, 300 something. You, you said he, he's making to the top, 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 he's making it to the top 300 or? Well, I mean, he's, he's, slowly, he's slowly getting there. 
Ah, okay. Uh, so not top three hundred, but but he's up forty spots to number three hundred twenty-nine now. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, um, his level this year has definitely been but, around yeah. there. But guys like Ortega Almedo are are over him, or yeah. he's he's been playing nothing. So Tommy Robredo is is three hundred nineteen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that's due to different reasons. Though, the whole rankings freeze and yep. stuff that definitely helped Robredo. Uh, you you mentioned Misalic. Uh, yeah, quarterfinal run. Uh, he he had a buy in the first round of qualifying, then killed Niedli, killed Arjun Kadhe, uh, and then killed Andre Martin in the in the second round. Uh, obviously, I mean, I mean, the, killed him in the first set. The tiebreaker was thirteen to eleven, which I I didn't watch it, but it must have been quite something there. Um, yeah, that's what I get for saying that. But it sort of has an easy section. Probably should make the semis, but as I said, I just don't trust him. At this point, and Misalic proved me right. He, he's only 20 years old, Misalic, so I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Hopefully, he makes it, uh, he, he becomes a consistent challenger player next year. Uh, what did you think of Misalic? Yeah, he, he definitely has a chance to, uh, to to become some sort of a regularity on, on this circuit. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the at the other half of the draw, there was something, I mean, yeah, probably, probably, I think we can probably, uh, finish loss in here uh just uh, maybe maybe um, worth to mention that it was held at the even Lubitsch tennis academy if you if you haven't listened to the to last week's episode uh yeah should we go to buenos aires uh sure yes uh so buenos aires where um sebastian baez won the title going back to back fifth challenger title of the year um, he, he of the year and of his career, he's won all of his titles this year. He moved up to number two in the challenger uh, uh, race behind Bonzi, and he, obviously he, he pulled out this week bias, unfortunately. Uh, but had he not, he would actually have a realistic chance of overtaking Bonzi at number one, which is crazy because Bonzi has been running away with it the whole year. Uh, but when, when, before I said that he withdrew, he was scheduled to play three more challengers. Which probably is a bit too much after winning back-to-back titles, um, but yeah, he's he's 172 points behind Bonzi in those rankings. But yeah, Bonzi most likely uncatchable here. Anyway, Bias this week, uh, quite impressive week I think. Beat Kachin, uh, Londero, Barias, who was uh, my pick I believe for 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 the yep. for the title. Yes, uh, Juan Manuel Serundolo, who he destroyed, and then Diego Monteiro as well in the final 6 4 6 love. Uh, what did you think of Baez? Yeah, the bottom half just as here, just the bottom half had to play two matches in a day, and Serundolo once again, just as Genesi, only has himself to blame for extending that quarters and he had no legs left for the for the semi. We couldn't actually see the final because it was it was not, not streamed, which which totally sucked uh, but i mean uh what, what the hell happened there i have no clue six six four six zero for bias was not the result i expected although obviously bias is playing ridiculous stuff that's that's his fourth final in a row uh he's up to like 39 to 6 uh on the you know just pure match wins in 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 the in challenger main drops this year 39 yeah. uh, out of 45 is like 87% win rate, uh, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, f- f- three of these four finals came in consecutive weeks. 
and you'd think that he'd be running out of gas or something, but no, he absolutely dominated his his last two matches. Uh, I, I I I actually didn't know he he withdrew because I was I was kind of uh, out uh, yesterday, and I'm just looking at wow. Yeah, a, a whole bunch of withdrawals. Yeah, someone um, someone on Twitter told me that there are no flights available to Lima. Like the, oh really? I don't know. Okay, so, so 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 bias is listed as personal uh, under um, uh, okay. in the draw. I think so that makes probably more sense. But I have yeah, no idea yeah. what what that what that can mean. Like they 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 must have known about it beforehand. Yeah, and and seven dollars with right knee, seven dollars oh. with abdominal strain in Montero right knee. Okay, no, no, I don't know. Anyhow, yeah, we'll there, get there's to gonna that. be seven lucky uh-huh. seven qualifiers or lucky losers in that draw in Lima. So yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's understandable. I was I was actually thinking about it like recently. Like, if if you have these uh, South American events every single week, then at which point does Bias say stop? <laughs> at which point does Bias say okay, I'm not gonna play now? Uh, yeah. And actually, it turns out it's it's that point, which is funny because he just got into the tenth spot uh, in the uh, race to Milan, so the next gen finals. And it looks like he he he's probably not gonna care about it too much because the tenth well, I mean, spot. So, so so he is still scheduled for Montevideo and uh, Guayaquil, I think. Yeah, but Guayaquil uh, after... is in the in the same week, right? Or or Monte, maybe oh. maybe Montevideo oh, yeah, is, is it? in the same week. Uh, let, let me. Uh, Montevideo is in the same week. It's just Guayaquil. Okay. But then from Guayaquil, if he goes deep there, then he have basically no time to to get to Milan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's true. I, I'm that. assuming he he's not he doesn't care because he's like 23 points ahead of Rune. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. it's just based on the assumption that both Sinner and Oje Alessin withdraw. Uh, yeah, which we we don't we can't really know. But I mean, Sinner might get to the ATP, might get to ATP finals, and they're both on the on the entries for Stockholm. So it's basically just a bunch of yeah. guesses anymore uh, at this point. But I mean, if he wanted, there's a very good chance he he, he would have made Milan. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I mean, I don't know what this decision means. But he's just 20 points ahead of Rune, so uh, probably he's it's not his priority, which I can understand. I mean, Juan Manuel Serundolo is 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 much uh, you know uh, much further uh, on like not, not 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 much further. He's like seventh on the list, I think. So he has a a clean spot. I was also thinking if you know if seven dollar goes there because that's that's not really clear in these indoor conditions that the, the, these guys aren't going to be uh, great. But I mean, it's still a lot of recognition. It's still a lot of money. So uh, if if I were if I were them, I mean, I would I would probably go. But anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, Bias is just consistently winning these challengers. He's he's got his fifth title this year. Uh, probably going to try to make the top 100 before the end of the season, which would obviously be a big goal because he, he wouldn't have to play qualifying for the Australian Open. Uh, yeah. And it's honestly very, very possible that we get another record tire this year and maybe a record breaker because Greek Sport is going to play more challengers, Bias is going to play a lot more challengers. So... Yeah, Bonzi, by the way, is also playing uh, one more challenger, I think, in the um in the in the week of Paris Bercy, I think it is. Oh, you know, is it, no, is it... In, in Paris he needs to play, right? No, he he's, he's playing in he's playing hold on. Where was it? 
Rouen. Yeah, yeah. Rouen, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not Paris, but he's playing in Rouen, I think. Rouen, yeah, that there's a, a week after, yes. yeah. yeah, it's it's the week of Stockholm that he's playing in. Yeah, well, that, that, that makes sense because I I, uh, I I don't think he'd make the cut for Stockholm. Like, it's mm. incredibly low. It's like 37 or something. But obviously, the, you know, the, there could be withdrawals but, but because some people who, you know, want to get to ATP finals aren't going to play Stockholm when they know they, they, yeah, they, they that, don't that, have a chance anymore. But, that, but that, yeah, he wouldn't get it. There for, for Stockholm. Yeah, that they're possibly sitting on their... Uh, on their chairs and just waiting for withdrawal. So hopefully none. <laughs> hopefully none. But yeah, he wouldn't get into Stockholm. So he, if he wants mm-hmm. to play that week, he needs to get into uh, Rouen. But honestly, is he winning? Like th- this week, he lost to Dimitri Popko in Saint Petersburg qualies. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to say. He's definitely going to be the top seed, I think. Um, yeah. But his his form uh, it's weird to say but Ponzi's form has not been great recently uh it's it's kind of weird maybe it's uh, just overplaying i mean it, that's very possible he's played a, a whole lot of tennis this year um anyway back to buenos aires we went on a little tangent there uh, montero was the was the finalist to buy his uh he beat kicker echeve and francisco serundolo to to get there, uh, the match against Echeverri looks quite, looks quite interesting. Seven five in the third there. He was also pushed to the third set by by Francisco Serundolo. Um, yeah, quite 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 a good week for for Montero. For a long time, I, I sort of saw him as um, not that impressive because because he was struggling through a lot of the the clay season earlier in the year, but he he sort of picked it up here. Um, uh, yeah, what, what did you think of Chego Montero this week? Yeah, uh, he 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 played only Argentinians, which is funny. Uh, but I mean, there were so many of them in the draw that uh, that it kind of makes sense. He was down three five to Echeverri in, in the uh, in the deciding set, and then one three to Serundolo, and just just run away with it. Uh, I I honestly thought he had some some great moments. To Serundolo, finally picked up some confidence. At least it seemed like. Uh, and he was playing more aggressively, and it required Montero to to really believe in his forehands to keep pinning him behind the baseline. So, uh, so I, I I was really impressed with Montero in parts of this week, and and I I have really no clue what could have happened in that final. Maybe that's that injury that he's credited with on the on the PDF for Lima is 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 the reason why it went so mm-hmm. so poorly for him. But we're never I I guess we're never gonna know. Uh, yeah, we should also mention Martin Cuevas, who, who had a pretty big week. He was the only unseeded player to make the quarterfinals, and he did as a quali- he, he did as a qualifier with the result that takes him back to the top back to the top five hundred here. Uh, so it's obviously great for him. Um, he he didn't really beat anybody big. Uh, I, I I guess he beat uh, Mariano Navona, who's who's a pretty talented young player. It seems who who beat Sebos Wild in the first round. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, good good week for Martin Cuevas. But yeah, the, the other guys just seem sort of the the regular group that we just keep seeing at the final stages of these South American uh, clay events. Uh, yeah, anybody else you want to talk about here? Not really. I think we can. I think we can go. All right, and let's go to Bogota, uh, the final, which also had a had a delay in it, um, <laughs> which. Uh, was was quite tough to to catch I think for some people because I, I think it, I think it was finishing around uh, 
like half past one in my time. So that would be, <laughs> I think, quite difficult for you there. But Gerald Meltzer gets me uh, my second point this week with a 6-2-3-6-7-6 win over the fifth seed Facundo Mena. It's his eighth challenger title, his first in almost four years since uh, Guayaquil in 2017. Um, he re-enters the top 300 at number 297 uh, moves up 124 spots, which is <laughs> crazy when you have a result like that. Uh, slowly inching to not having to use his protected ranking anymore, which is very positive to see. I was a bit worried that he, he would be playing well, but sort of just like making like a quarterfinal here, a second round there, and not really get those uh, ranking points that, that he would need to play regularly. I, I, don't, I think that he's, he's definitely going to get them now. Um, he beat Orlando Luz. Daniel Alahigalan, Nicolas Mejia, Nicolas Barrientos in the semifinals. What did you think of Meltzer this week? Yeah, in terms of our predictions competition, in around maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like, Jesus, Meltzer is winning this week. Why didn't I pick him? <laughs> and I was just looking in the draw for someone he can lose to. And honestly, Facundo Vena was probably, after Galan, honestly, was probably the only guy I... I mean, everyone else bumped out. Like, obviously, I, I had Nicolas Jari as a pick who completely threw away his, his lead in the uh, in the first set tiebreaker against Enzo Cuoco. Also, I mean... Won the double, though. He, yeah, he won the double. Yeah. I mean, he was playing the qualifier. He was playing a qualifier. And, like, that was one of the reasons why I picked him. And then he gets Enzo Cuoco, who is in the top 200. <laughs> but just, just decided to sign up late for Bogota. But anyhow, I mean... Um, yeah, it's 14-10 for you now, I believe. But Gerald yeah. Metzer is playing fantastic tennis right now. I, I that, that it happens so early in his comeback is is insane, and he he needs it because you know at this when you come back to the sport at this age, you you sort of need to have results instantly in order to still do something great. And he he gets another challenger title. He he's been in five consecutive quarterfinals. Uh, in five consecutive weeks, uh, he he hasn't really felt like that since since uh, like since in in this South American circuit, but he basically has been one of the best players here, be be because he was mo mostly a quarterfinalist. He was losing to guys like uh, Meligeni, who he lost to before. He was basically losing to these uh, you know these guys that we get to see uh, later in the week like Baez, Serndolo, uh, Varias, etc. But here that they were not around and he, he just proved that he can uh, he can definitely get to these quarters all the time uh, here. Uh, and I, I absolutely loved his game this week, even though obviously for for obvious reasons, I, I was sort of hoping he'd lose. Uh, <laughs> what the predictions competition does to us is, is just, you know, we, we just sort of want... Uh, the other uh, some guys to lose which is yeah not yeah. great um, I mean, I, I, as, as you said he, he had a loss to to, to Meli Jenny uh last week and i was very impressed with him because i felt like he was very close to to winning that match Meli Jenny went on to make the final yeah his other losses have been to barias Wukarabei, uh tiran so, so yeah. he hasn't taken a bad loss he's been very consistent to to making it until he runs into somebody who, who sort of takes him out exactly and he didn't really have that this week um, very happy with my pick. He he made me very proud here. Um, also, you know, sh sh shout out to Mena, making the final there. Uh, beat Castel Nuovo, Alejandro Gomez, Alexis Galano, uh, and Jesper De Jong. He's also getting closer and closer to his 
new career high ranking. He's at number 210 now. His career high ranking is uh, 195. So I, I, I think if he continues like this, he probably should should make it soon. We ended the top 200, the whole thing. Uh, also, also wanted to mention Nicolas Barrientos, who made the semis as a qualifier, um, had a win over Juan Sebastián Gómez, beat Quacod, uh, beat Oriol Rocabataya before losing to Meltzer. Took, took a set off him though, so quite big week for him for a guy who I think mostly plays, mostly, double, mostly playing doubles, I think, um, on the challengers. Uh, yeah, anything else from Bogota? Yeah, I mean, it's worth to mention that Facundo Mela is like a master of altitude clay, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, he, he made the semis at Quito, then, uh, no, sorry, uh, he won at Quito, then made the semis at Ambato, and then uh, the final here. All of these places are uh, above 200, uh, 2,500 meters uh, above sea level. So, uh, insane. I, I never really considered him a big server or, or something, and he just makes it makes the makes the conditions work for him for whatever reason between that we had some uh you know some events like in lima or santiago and he didn't do well he's just absolutely peaks for the for the altitude clay for whatever reason also alexis galarno had a very nice win against daniel Twire, uh which oh, yeah. was cool to see uh galarno was one of the guys who i always <laughs> mentioned along with kovacevic that that's from from the college uh guys they can do a lot i'm not not so sure about galarno anymore but well it's still cool to see him having a good win uh we we also mentioned the aroslav pospisil last time and he uh, yeah i don't know how we missed that he was coaching vitko priva uh oh, I actually didn't know that yeah i i also didn't and they've been working together in, for two years <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally have seen Kokliva twice live this summer. And I mean, I'm assuming Pospisil might have been there, but uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people in the crowd, this is a guy who you only see basically on stream. So so, so I, I probably didn't recognize him or something. But anyhow, he, he made the main draw and came very close to beating Alejandro Gomez, uh, uh, a Colombian wildcard. And honestly, I mean, it's still a good result for him. I saw he was signed up for uh, most of the events uh, you know, that, that are to come in, in South America, which Copriva is, is, play, is playing. So if he gets in, I think he's actually in the qualities this uh, this week. So, so yes, yeah. yes, he is. So he's so, got a very good chance of making it, uh, as we'll talk about later on, because he's in the, he's in the, he's in the uh, final qualifying round. And seven out of those eight guys are making it in. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the good odds of making it again. Um, yeah, should we go to match of the week, upset of the week? Sure. Uh, my match of the week, I selected the Bogota final. Going going seven, six in the third, quite exciting. You know, they interrupted, they, they bring them back quite late. Uh, Melzer pulling through was obviously a very big plus for me uh, in that match. So yeah, uh, my match of the week, Bogota final. Did you did you see it from four four or? Like... Uh, yeah, I, I saw it from from four four. Yeah. Oh, okay, and I saw it until four four. So uh, that <laughs> that's very cool. We, we, <laughs> we worked together there. Uh, I, I I I honestly, I mean, there should be like some sort of a notification system, <laughs> like when, oh, when, yeah. when, when it's four four in the third. Like for example, if a match is interrupted, you know, very early, then you even if you check 
you know like uh, on an hourly basis let's say then 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 you're probably gonna get there like that you're probably gonna see it right and mm-hmm. and if you if it's from 4-4 you, you would literally have to sit in front of the the TV, the 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 computer, the, the yeah, phone. I, 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 I had I had great luck that I that I saw it even because um I was basically like starting my prep uh, last time when I got home and I, and I just looked at it. I was like, is it still interrupted? I was like, oh, they just literally started playing. Yeah, they just played the first point, so I just turned it on. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was just pure luck, and I I didn't yeah. get to see it because I I don't know. I was just doing something else and then I realized, oh no, it's over already. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know when it finished. <laughs> and and that that's I mean it, it's a little bit of a of a utopic vision, but I mean some sort of a notification system would be nice. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about challengers only. It happens uh, on main tour events as well with rain mm-hmm. lace. Uh yeah, but my match my, my match of the week was Dalian Sedondolo uh in the quarters at Buenos Aires. Uh Absolutely sick finish. Uh, Serendolo was up 5-2 in the decider, then then had a match point. Uh, then Varias had two match points. Serendolo saved one with just... Uh, I mean, a forehand winner you would probably expect from Francisco, not from him. Obviously, it would be the other the other hand, but, uh, yeah. but, but anyhow, the, he he won that in the third set tiebreak. Crowd obviously getting very involved as in of all the matches this week that had Argentinians facing other uh, players from other countries. Uh, yeah, uh, and what's your upset of the week? Upset of the week, I think it's pretty obvious I'm going for Galarno over Altmaier, 6-3, 3-6, 6-3. Uh, quite, quite rough for, for Altmaier, who's, who's out here trying to uh, get results, uh, travels to South America for it, and then uh, sort of flops like this to, to Galarno, quite quite difficult for him. Um, yeah, what, what's yours? Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at what the bookmakers had as well, and that, like Galarno has some crazy odds. Honestly, they just don't believe the guy on clay. I imagine, which is very understandable. Like he he basically had like uh, ten matches on clay in his career. Yeah, eleven. Uh, yeah. But anyhow, I, I guess I'm gonna have to go for this as well. Although I remember looking at at the match beforehand and thinking like, mm, I mean, is Galarno that much of an underdog? And then and, and he, he he wasn't, but I obviously didn't didn't do anything with it. Um, yeah, I I guess there are no other uh, no other uh, real competitors. Maybe Alejandro Gonzalez over with Copriva, but then Copriva. Copriva really hasn't been in good form since since that yeah, Stad, struggling there. since that Stad semi, and and Gonzalez used to be a top 100 player and still still shows shows some shades of it. So maybe Gonzalez Copriva just just for fun, but but Galerno was definitely a, a huge one as well. Uh yes, all right. So so we mentioned the the winners' competition. I'm leading 14 to 10. Uh, you can still turn around this week. You can still tie it up. Uh, if you go four 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 and I don't get anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so should we start in Brest? Sure. Yes, uh, great field there. We have a top seed in in Artur uh, His section kind of, kind of probably the, the easiest section actually in here. Uh, he's he's got he's got Ginard, Horansky, Luca van Ash. Uh, his other seed is Travalia, who's playing Southwat, uh, and then there's Muller and a qualifier. So, so that's quite a nice start for, for Lindeknecht there, I think. Uh, next section, we have Brendan Nakashima, who's coming off of a quarterfinal in Antwerp. 
which he actually made as a qualifier. So, so, so that's even more impressive. They're from, from Nakashima. We have uh, Vetasco Zapata Miraes, which should be a, an interesting match. Uh, Holger Rune is in this section. He's actually uh, carrying three losses in a row. Um, so, so that should be interesting. He's, he's playing Zdenia Kolaj, which is certainly not an, not an easy match. Uh, I don't think it's fun to play Kolaj uh, running around <laughs> there. We have, we have uh, Andy Laxonen, who kind of surprisingly won, won Orleans um, a, a month ago. Uh, and, and he made uh, the second round in Antwerp, actually beaten by Nakashima. So they could have a rematch uh, of that in the quarterfinals. He's playing Liam Brody. Uh, third, third section, we have a very interesting matchup, I think, between Richard Gasquet and Yirji Lahechka. Uh, that's certainly one to watch. Uh, Gasquet is the third seed. He also has eight seed Hugo Gaston playing Salvatore Caruso, Janvier, Fabiano, and two qualifiers in that section as well. And then uh, we get to the uh, final quarter, which has Jensen Brooksby playing Carlos Tabenet in the first round. I'm certainly excited for this. Obviously, Brooksby is a big favorite here as Tabenet played on clay last week. And Brooksby, I believe, made the semifinals, yes, in Antwerp as a qualifier. Um, only lost to, to Schwarzman, but beat Opelka, beat Van der Zandshub, David Ochi, all, all in street sets as well. That's very impressive from, from Brooksby there. Um, then we have uh, Sosa Grenier, Ferreira Silva Huang, and they have sexy Pierre Ugerber playing Federico Gallo. Um, as for qualifiers, we have Idukovic Piroz, which, which is actually an interesting matchup to watch, I think, uh, if, if somebody's out there watching final qualifying rounds. That's probably the best uh, that you can get here. Alexander Nedovyesov also uh, is probably making the, the main draw here as he plays Fabian Rebul. And he's, he's not actually played much singles recently, so uh, should be interesting. Former top 80 player from a, from a good couple of years ago. Uh, of course, one of my favorites, uh, Kenny Deshepper, uh, is, is, is also um, possibly making the, making the uh, main draw as he plays a qualifier who's, well, he, he actually, he doesn't, he doesn't seem that bad. The, he plays a qualifier? Wild card. Wild card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Roy Royers isn't that bad. I don't know. I don't honestly. Deshepper is probably the favorite, but. Um, but yeah, very interesting draw. Lots to talk about. Who do you like here? Who are your Who are your favorites? Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking uh, for the streams because yesterday none of the slam quali- uh, slam slam qualifying <laughs> challenger qualifying was uh, was on the live stream page or on Challenger TV. Uh, oh. But I I actually made some. Uh, I, you know, I it's kind of my, uh, you know, um, my doing that they're back. So I'm happy to see that I have some influence. Uh, I, I messaged uh, I messaged the guy. Uh, that, that's all I can say. Uh, thanks if, he, if he's listening. Uh, anyhow, um, uh, there's Idukovic Pirosh, uh, which you which as you said is is definitely very very watchable. I I, I honestly think Sambor Pirosh will break to that challenger level at some point. Uh, I don't know if he's better on, on hard courts or clay. It's it's very hard to say, honestly. Probably hard courts. Uh, but anyhow, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. Uh, Alexander Nedovyesov is, is is playing his first event since March, which is which is quite interesting. And he's playing Rebel, so mm, should be a win, probably, if he's if he's anywhere back to his previous level. The double bagel by Vatutin also looks looks quite interesting. But as I said, there was no no real way to watch these challenger qualities yesterday. 
it looks like there will be today but uh yeah the draw is super stacked uh anyone can win <laughs> but I, I i am definitely leaning towards and i think we're gonna have the same pick and uh, because i'm definitely leaning towards jensen brooksby uh after what he played in in uh was it antwerp or moscow antwerp right yeah antwerp and and obviously he lost that semi to schwartzman which was kind of depressing i guess uh could be could be poor for his confidence but i mean uh it's diego schwartzman it's a it's a it's a fantastic player and brooksby had fun, had great moments during that week he was serving extremely well which is something we didn't really expect from from him but when he was breaking through to the uh to the atp tour we always thought that serve was going to, to be something that lets him down and it looks like against most players he can you know, he can still grab a lot of free points. He can uh, serve very efficiently, if not if not with huge power. Uh, you you said that uh, it's not fun to play Zdenek Kolas. Uh, if you <laughs> if you had to play like a, a match against an ATP pro, who would you least uh, like to play? Who, who would I least like to play against? Yeah. Um, I mean, a, a couple of years ago when he was still active, my answer would have probably been David Ferrer. Uh, he just seems like the, the least fun player to play against because he's he's not really that the issue is like you're not you're probably not going to win a point just with how consistent he is and he's not famous enough for it to be super impressive that you played him to like people who don't know tennis so i i, I would say that even now probably still my answer is david ferrer okay. so the collage is the david ferrer of the challenger tour so so it in, makes in sense. Way, yeah. Yeah. i i would go for uh, milman or maybe fuchovic some one of these guys super mm. physical who just you know get everything back borna Cioric maybe uh I, this is this is the style of players that i struggle the most against in real life so i feel like the, the, these these would have been very tough but collage and Ferrer obviously as well so yeah uh, uh to to sum up i'm going with justin brooksby even though there's so much to look out for in this draw rindernech as you said it is a pretty tough section uh i really want to see vanasha against uh Horansky as well and mm. lehechka gaskaya obviously uh, that's that's quite a big one as well for yeah. for one of the boys we've been mentioning a lot, Brody Lexon as well. That, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also going for yeah, I'm I'm, I'm also going for for Brooksby um, as I indicated with a nod, but I just realized you can't hear. Ah, I I didn't see as well. I wasn't the draw. Yeah, as you said, Rindeknech, Nakashima. There's quite a few guys that I thought about picking, but Brooksby in the form, I I just I have to I can't see him not winning it really. Uh, it's, it's it's tough to see. He, he, he's also looking at uh, the next gen finals. Just just to go back to it, if if Sinner and Oja Elsim are out, he's probably one of the favorites there, really. With with you know Alcaraz, Corda, Mzetis is out of form. Uh, Nakashima is also probably going to make it. Um, so that's certainly an exciting preview in a way um, to to watch those guys this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, to Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I'm just looking at the, <laughs> the next-gen race now because of you, but, but yeah, Alcaraz and Brooksby probably, uh, Nakashima as well, but, but these are the favorites probably, I mean, I mean maybe Korda, I mean, there, there's that's going to be such a good field, honestly, uh, there's also that Italian wildcard, right, but I guess it has to be Koboli, he he, over, he overperformed all the guys like Zapieri, Nardi, and Olga, or, you know, 
Well, I, I, actually, looking at Kubota is only three spots ahead of Zapieri in the in the race there. Yeah, but it's like one hundred uh, points. Yeah, it's it's a lot of points. Never Ninety mind. points, and if you if you look at how they performed this year, I think Kubota has a clear edge. Definitely the better player. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes. So Vegas, uh, to me, kind of a weird draw, but off the top, very exciting. Steve Johnson playing Ivo Karlovic. Um, it's it's all you could really want. Uh, it's their seventh meeting. Uh, their head to head is three three. They haven't played in five years since Vienna two thousand sixteen. Um, so definitely looking forward to watching Evo while we can really uh, at every opportunity. <laughs> that's that's what we have to sort of do at this point because I really thought that he was done after New York, but I guess he was impressed with this qualifying run and is at least finishing the year. Um, but yeah, Karlovic Johnson should be interesting. Johnson is the top seed. Uh, he's lost three in a row, though. Um, one of them lost to, to Gaia on hard court, which is quite quite rough. Um, in the section, there's also Stefan Kozlov, who obviously had that, had that big run in Columbus to, to win it. Uh, Emilio Gomez is the seventh seed. Cedric Masaustebe, Jason Kubler, Yosuke Watanuki also in the section. Then we have Daniel Altmaier, who was, I was very surprised to see him here. I didn't realize that he was going to be playing Vegas because uh, he, he seems to avoid hard courts like the plague, really. <laughs> he, he, he plays a lot of matches on clay, but I guess he he decided to that he'd have a better chance here rather than in Lima. Or maybe he just couldn't get to Lima, as, as, as we talked about, apparently hard to get to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he plays uh, Yasutaka Uchiyama, uh, who hasn't played in, in a month and a half since Istanbul. Uh, so it's going to be interesting where he's at. Alexander Kovacevic, one of your favorites. He's playing Christopher Eubanks in the first round. Should be interesting. Daniel Tatsumaito and a wildcard, John Sauer, who I think he plays for University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So that's, so that's why he's got a wildcard and a qualifier in there in the second section. Then we have Tennis Sandgren, the third seed, playing Mikhail Torbegat, who isn't in Ohio, so I think he's going to struggle, <laughs> from, probably as he struggled all year. Uh, we have Christopher Bullos, uh, a Nigerian wildcard, also from few, from UNLV, playing a qualifier. Mitchell, Mitchell Kruger plays Alexander Vukic. And we have Michael Moe against Tanasi Kroknakis, which is an ex a very exciting first round, I think. Uh, the last section is where we have I would say like good three or four contenders compressed into one section, which is quite annoying. We have uh, Dennis Kudla playing Braden Schneider in the first round. Uh, JJ Wolf has a qualifier to open. Fratangelo plays Escobedo and AC Jason Jung plays Tyson Kwiatkowski. I honestly don't know what to make of this because the, the top half seems a lot weaker, but I don't know. It's, it seems so weak that I don't know who to pick from the top half. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, what, what do you make of this draw? Yeah, I honestly have no clue as well. I mean, that the top half is definitely weaker, but then how you pick... I don't... I, I can't go possibly against uh, Ivo Karlovic and pick Steve Johnson. No, I mean, no. no. Stefan, I mean, every single matchup that Karlovic can play here seems so enjoyable. Karlovic Kozlov, for example, would be such a good match. Mm. Karlo, I mean, if he wins. Anyhow, in the qualities, we've got... I guess uh, Sasi Kumar Mukund or Mukund Sasi Kumar because he's he recently it seems like it seems like he changed his name from oh. yeah uh, it's the same but he just swapped uh, the first name and the surname I was actually 
uh, approached by one guy who asked me about it and I said, I don't know, I have no clue. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what he prefers at this point. Uh, I, 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 I have no idea how it works, so sorry. Uh, sorry, Sasi Kumar, or sorry, Mukund, but we, we got no clue. Uh, anyhow, Donald Young is there, which is interesting because he was playing a 15K last week uh, in Vero Beach, and he lost in the second round via retirement. So uh, um, it looks like he's, he's back in fine form since he defeated Darian King. It was his first uh, ITF in 12 years, so quite a bit of a, a drop down for him. I, I honestly thought he played some ITFs recently, like with his ranking, but I guess then he gets a lot of wild cards to like qualifying of challengers in, in the States. So he didn't really need to. Anyhow, I'm I'm looking at the bottom half, and there's just so many good first round matchups that I don't want to go for these players because they might easily lose in the in the opening round. And then even second rounds, like Kudla Wolf, how, how do you even pick a winner from this? Uh, can you can you go first? <laughs> I still don't know. I I'm honestly struggling here. Do, do, can you find anywhere if it's? Do, do you know if it's indoors or? Uh, no, or... Uh, I think it's uh, outdoors. But let me. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we we don't have a quality stream to to make sure, but it, it is outdoors yeah. most of the. Yeah, yeah, you're probably thinking of the weather yeah. there. The sources um, I see say say outdoors. Yeah. Quick note, Kokinakis won this in 2018 and Kozlov won this in 2017, which I completely forgot about. Uh, so you have two former champions in the draw here. I, oh, I'm struggling here. I'm going to go for Bjorn Fertangelo. <laughs> okay. He's, he's occasionally, he, he's in that quarter that I hate picking somebody out of. Um, but honestly, Fertangelo, Wolf, Kudla, I was thinking about any of them top half i just don't know who to pick there like it's it's just a struggle um but yeah i'm i'm going for tangelo with very little confidence yeah he worked out for you a couple of a couple of times this year yeah. right uh kozlov uh, that that final in las vegas was the the last one he won before columbus right uh that, that, hey, that yeah. one against that one against brody uh yeah anyhow honestly from the top half if i was to pick someone I'd be going Kozlov or Kovacevic, I think. <laughs> Kovacevic, maybe not, maybe Eubanks. No, I, every single guy uh, who I want to pick has such a tough first round matchup. Uh, okay, tennis Sandgren. Let's go Tennis Sandgren. Uh, okay. um, I also wanted to quickly mention before we move on uh, that Kudla is playing doubles with Lynchstedt, who is actually coaching him, I believe. Oh, uh, Lynchstead playing for the first time since February in in Cherbourg. So it's going to, that's going to be certainly interesting to see. They they played together three times already this year. Um, they've won one set. So as a doubles pairing, I would think that they're doing great. But I, I, <laughs> I had I no idea he was he was coaching him again. It would be nice if if we had some sort of uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I completely heard. Yeah, I, I completely forgot uh, about it uh, until I remember until I saw the pairing, and then I remember remember that I heard him say it on Noah Rubin's podcast like months ago. Yeah, um, it, 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 there, it, it is it is in some articles. Like if you if you Google Kudla coach, then then you're gonna find it. But I mean, there's no realistic resource to you know to check that. But it, yeah. they, they have been working together since like November or October last year. It seems. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully they, they do better this time uh, in, in doubles. 
let's go to Lima, um, the, the South American challenger of the year, where we had a bunch of uh, withdrawals, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, due to either various injuries or um, just, I mean, biases, personal reasons, but, but as you said, there's no flights apparently, which is uh, certainly a struggle. So, so we had Francisco Serundolo, Thiago Monteiro, and Sebastian Baez all pull out. All three of whom could be potential picks for us, definitely. So um, first name on the in the draw is Tomas, uh, um, Marcel Tomas Barrios Vera, who's the 10th seed, uh, playing a qualifier lucky loser. Then we have Kuzmanov, uh, Kopshiva plays Olivo, and Seboshvil plays Mejia um, in that section. Then we have Galan, uh, Harry plays Cordoba, Huetas uh, del Pino. There's two of the Huetas del Pino. Uh, I guess they're, I assume they're brothers. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, that's what they confused me as well when I was looking at the draw. Um, uh, Meltzer plays a qualifier. Tabula plays a qualifier. Um, hold on a second. Is there, is there no seed here? Yeah, there, there is one section with no seed, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one with the, the yeah at the bottom of the Galan section. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Varias playing Peja Kastin. Um, uh, then could be playing Kolarini or qualifier. Echeveri plays Fikovic. Echeveri is, is the ninth seed. De Jong plays Kiroz. And in the final section, Jonelo Serundo plays uh, Orlando Luz. Conner uh, Huertas del Pino plays the qualifier. Kiker plays Alvarez. Delian plays Oliveira. Uh, so as you mentioned, there's there's seven spots <laughs> out of the final qualifying round. It's, it's only going to be one guy that doesn't making it uh, make it in. Uh, hopefully, it's not special, even though he is the lowest ranked because uh, because all of the other ones are seeds. Um, out, out of the qualifying, though, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean there, there is there is Galarno, uh, who could certainly be interesting after being out by it in the main draw. There, um, yeah, tough to tough to pick because we we're missing so many so many players in the draw. So so what, what do you make of it? Yeah, uh, I kind of wish there was a there was a seed in in Galan's section. It would be fun to see eleven seed. I don't know if I've ever seen that honestly. Tenth uh, happens sometimes. But, uh, anyhow, yeah, the, the qualities are going to be such a mess. Like imagine that like guys like Casanova. Or Galarno, they just know they're gonna be in the draw anyway. Mm -hmm. So what 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 is there to play for? I Katarina as well, right? I think Christian Christian Rodriguez is the first guy who doesn't isn't doesn't certainly know that he's going to win or or uh, to, to be in there. I I think because because of how the lucky loser uh, draws work, or maybe Katarina also doesn't know. Anyhow, Galarno and Casanova are going to be in there, like. I don't know that this is going to be probably a lot of players tanking their, their, their final qualifying match. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking at Karol Meltzer now, but maybe back-to-back -back weeks is a little bit too optimistic. Or maybe it isn't. <laughs> I don't know if, if if that's actually a real peak. Tabilo was going to play Baez, yes. I, that, that was the first round matchup I, I was very excited about. I like both uh, Echeveris and Varias' draw, uh, but they can meet in the quarters, and I honestly have no clue who's winning that. Again, Delian and Serundolo have a pretty decent draw as well, and they can meet in the quarters. Looks like we're going to get some prime time uh, South American matchups anyway. 
Uh, maybe I'm going to take a page out of your playbook and go with Juan Pablo Farias this time. I feel like yeah. the last week's loss to Baez kind of doesn't do justice to, to, how good he's, to, to how good he's been recently. Um, yeah, I was certainly considering uh, Varias and Echeverri. To me, they're, they're two of the best players in the draw. Unfortunately, they do play each other in the quarters, and I don't know who wins that. Uh, I was also considering Parios Vera since Kopshiva is struggling, Sebojvild is struggling, Mejia. I'm not sure if he's on a level. Kuzmanov. Oh, I, I missed Kuzmanov here. But no, no, I'm not, yeah. not going to change my pick, but, uh, but that, that's a tough guy. Parios <laughs> uh, Vera there. Um, but yeah, so I was very, I was sort of inspired uh, when I was looking at when Meltzer last won. Uh, when he last won, actually, it was it was also a back-to-back, I believe. It, it was it was Guayaquil uh, and another South American challenger. And I feel like with all the withdrawals, it's it's uh, definitely on the cards here for us. So I'm going uh, Gerald Melzet to win this back-to-back weeks. Yeah, Lima and Guayaquil, yeah. The, the, he, he seems like a bit of a master of back-to-back weeks because I think, I think in 2016 he also won Mendoza and Bucaramanga. Mm. Uh, or at least they were in the same month. Um, uh, I would have to check if they were in the same weeks. Anyhow, it's not really important. But yeah, Gareth Meltzer is certainly uh, a decent pick. There's Tabilo, Jari. He, he defeated Galan uh, last week. But yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hoping for Tabilo to to defeat him. I'm sorry, Gareth Meltzer. Like I really like watching him, but you, you, I just gotta earn these points back. Points back. Four points. You know, I I, I really need to get to work. <laughs> um yes and the final uh challenger uh, yeah, n- never mind. i was gonna say potentially most exciting but, but definitely yeah. the, the oldest one as it's on carpet uh is manning we've got top seed jordan thompson uh plays a qualified and potentially Matt scoring in the second round which should be very exciting as a matchup between the two especially on the surface uh, we have Yannick Madden with a predicted ranking, Henry Squire with a wildcard, uh, young German guy, plays Bemelmans, and then Ali's against Masur with Alice being the ace seed. Next section, we have Yannick Hanf- yeah, Hanfmann, the fourth seed, playing Tim van Reithoven. Uh, Celik Bilek plays a qualifier, Kopil plays uh, Latsko, which is, I think that should be definitely interesting on the surface because they, they both love the, the fast surfaces. Um, not, not many rallies in that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, six seed Tomasz Machac plays Kimer Kopejans. Um, we have Maxime Cressy coming over from, from America, I think. Well, I, I actually, I'm actually not sure where he's been playing recently. So, so maybe he, maybe he's he doing in the qualities, but he's, he's a seven seed here. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so he did come over for this. Um, he's certainly somebody that I'm looking at on, on carpet. Um, Cressy plays a qualifier, and then either uh, Borna Goyo or Max Hans Rehberg, another wild card. Uh, then we have Andreas Seppi playing Tobias Kamke, um, and then Kasper Zuk against Vitali Sachko. In the final uh, section, we have Virgi Vesely, the second seed, playing Maximilian Materer. Um, then Mats Rosenkratz, who we talked about a, a lot in uh, Orleans, playing Mark andrea Hisler. Oscar Ortet plays Robin Hasse and Cem Ilkel plays a qualifier. So lots of interesting names here. I, I see a good amount of contenders. Uh, who do you think is, is going to make it? Who, who should be who should be watching this week? Yeah, I'm looking at the qualities and honestly, there's probably no one that can really you know 
go super deep here. Maybe Buckinger, he was in the um he was a runner up earlier in the season in Biela indoors, but honestly, carpet is just so weird. <laughs> I love the I love the wildcards for this. Uh Henry Squire has been making deep runs in ITFs consistently. Reberg is obviously a fantastic junior, and Mats Rosengrantz definitely deserved it. We I think we even talked about it uh in Orleans that he should be getting yeah. wildcards for, for Eastman in Ekental because that's that's the conditions he should thrive in. Uh I honestly have no clue. Uh, <laughs> this surface happens like two two or three times a year. I believe there used to be some sort of an Asian challenger as well. Obviously, not uh, we're not really playing in Asia this year, which, which is quite sad. But then again, this was the worst time zone to follow, honestly. Uh, yeah. But but there was a there was a, a carpet challenger in in Taiwan or Kaohsiung, something like that. Anyhow, this, right now we only have these. Uh, is is a Kental even on carpet? Uh, because the, yeah, I think it is right. Both both are on carpet. I I think so. Yeah. I think both are on carpet, and this surface is well. It it was eliminated of the tour for a reason. Uh, <laughs> if you if you don't remember the the days of of ten of the ATP tour playing on carpet, it's it's quite in, you know injury prone. Let's say because the, the, it's very slicky and also fast. Like the, the, the most of the points just go into serve return. Uh, I don't know, one shot, which is fun to an extent. There are good matches, but but sometimes it gets a bit tiring. I, I always advocate for attacking tennis, but uh, yeah, but this surface is is quite weird. Uh, honestly, I really don't know. Uh, Vesely is always a peak when you when you have you know this is, uh, conditions that that work for your serve, especially as he's won Ekental, I believe, two two years ago or. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, one it's, one it's, one of these uh, Ekental, yes, uh, but the, the 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 draw just isn't good. Uh, Wessler Rosenkrantz, Wessler did very well on uh, if, if potentially in the second round. Marter is a very tough opener. Uh, Wessler uh, won uh, here last year, right? It's money, yeah, over uh, Van der Zandskoop in the finals. So so he's also a very dangerous contender here. Jordan Thompson is someone I I. I have no idea what he's doing here. Uh, I don't feel like it's the right choice, although he's. he's I mean, he, 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 he does like grass, I think. So, so, so he so does. I, feel like, I mean, you know, flat surfaces. He, wasn't, he it with, wasn't it with Thompson that he there, there was? Oh no. Okay, never mind. Uh, I I I completely misremembered something. Uh, Mats Morain, let's say. I don't know. It's it's super tough to pick anything here. Morain or Alice, the the section isn't bad. Uh, I guess Bemelmans is fantastic on these on these sort of surfaces too. But I'm gonna go with Mats Morain. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for Maxime Cressy, as I hinted at, at a bit earlier. Um, if he's if he's going to uh, have a, have a strong week anywhere, it's, it should be on carpet. Uh, with his style of play, uh, his draw I quite like. You know, qualifier than Goyo or, or Rehberg, so so a couple of rounds to to warm up, and then then he's getting to work. So uh, yeah, Maxim Cressy for me. Yeah, we're gonna see a lot of matches kind of decided by two two or three points here or there. Probably that was usually the case in Ekental Riesmanni. Actually, last mm-hmm. year Ekental was won by Sebastian Korda, like very. You know, comprehensively, let's say, and, and yeah. but but Ismaning had that final, uh, had that final uh, between Wesler and Van de Zandskoop, which was just that. 
and and Cressy is is definitely someone that like he he plays these matches all the time. Uh, but I don't know. I just I just don't really trust him in you know to to go five matches in a row. He's that sort of player to win to win against anyone, lose against anyone. But I I, I would love to see it if not if you didn't pick him. <laughs> if you hadn't picked him, I I would have loved to see him win. But uh, yeah, now now you ruined watching Cressy for me this week. Yeah, I I, I Mel said I I Cressy. I'm ruining everybody for you. <laughs> yeah. And naturally, it's 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 all gonna come out right for you because I suck at at this game. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I guess that's that's where we're gonna finish at. Uh, we're gonna see you guys in a week. Uh, uh, talking about Ismani, Las Vegas, Lima, and uh, yeah, and the European challenger that, I, that I'm forgetting in France, uh, Brest. Yes, Brest. I always I always try to name these all these tournaments to, at the end just to just to see if I remember. Uh, and if I, we we forgot to name check Dominic Hrbaty. Uh, oh uh, yeah, so so uh, Dominic Hrbaty is no longer coaching uh, Chunuk Sinteng. Um, their contract is up uh, and they haven't renewed it. Um, there was there was no further specifications. I mean, uh, I don't think that there was some sort of like um, conflict or something. I, I, I think it's a pretty amicable split. And I, and I do wonder what, what he's going to do next because he, he quit being Davis Cup captain, um, which is now taken over by, by Tibor Todd. Um, so I, like most of his posts that I see are either about his uh, daughter's golf tournaments or promoting his uh, brother's financial uh, uh, like, like financial advisement business. So <laughs> um, I, I do wonder if he's going to do uh, anything new tennis-wise. So I, I, I would love to see him, um, you know, take take somebody like, like Lukas Klein and just take him to the next level. I think, I think that'd be really nice to, to see. Yeah, Klein and Molchan are obviously both uh, both very good at the moment, so, so that would be a nice yeah. idea. Klein is probably more fitting for Rubate stylistically, but mm -hmm. I guess you know. So, so uh, it, players with with one play style don't usually coach the like like they, they, it, it it doesn't often go. Uh, you know, like that. That, that, that I don't know. David Ferrer would, uh, could coach everyone, not not just Danek Kolas. Uh, anyhow, I'm looking at uh, at how Tsengs has done this year, and he won a hilarious ITF, where he won every single match in deciding sets. Uh, in a deciding set, <laughs> it looks it looks very very nice on the the list of his results. Uh, anyhow, I, yeah, yeah. As I as I mentioned to you in a in a in a DM earlier, I don't feel like it's it's Hrbati's fault that Seng hasn't progressed. No, I mean it's it, it's it's twenty seven nineteen. He he's ranked as at the top two fifty. He's only twenty years old. I feel, I feel like you know it's it's not a bad position to be in. That's for sure. He's been in that two fifty spot in for like three years. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is a bit of an issue. But, you know, obviously the, the ranking freeze doesn't help you, but you know, 2017, 22-13 last last year, it, it, it isn't as good as his previous years, I guess, but it certainly wasn't a, a catastrophe uh, this year. So, yeah. yeah, he's been in the top 300. Uh, I mean, the, the, there was a week when he fall, fell out, but from January 2020, and it, 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 all, it all feels like he's playing very well. 
but you know, just not not really getting the results at challenger level, which kind which yeah. is kind of sad. Maybe he's gonna be one of these guys who who just you know had a fantastic junior career and never really never really made it to the tour. But but hopefully you know as you mentioned, there's then there's so much time, but but it's it's quite depressing to to watch him at this point. Sometimes <laughs> just just the sheer. Uh, you know, idea or, or of what could have been, but th- there have been way more. Uh, you know, they ha- there have been juniors who have done way less and and won Grand Slams uh, in their mm-hmm. in their careers. Like there, there's that Swedish guy, uh, Daniel Berta. Do you, do you remember this guy at all? I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, he won. He won a Junior Slam in like 2010 or something. Uh, and he he never you know, never really progressed. There was also an Australian guy, I think, uh, very recently. Um, uh, Omar Jasika? No, no. Oh, Omar Jasika is a, is a great pick as well. Uh, Oliver um, Anderson, 2016. Well, yeah, but he he, he got done for coke, so that's that that, that was why he yeah. that was staggered. Yeah, him. but he he was also <laughs> not really. Uh, also, much. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was doing okay. I, I, I was aware of him, and then he got his suspension for cocaine. Uh, um, you, you you mentioned you mean Anderson or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, reading uh, about uh, match fixing suspension for him. Well, yeah, that that that's for. Was, wait a minute. Yeah, he was charged with match fixing uh, his first round match at Traralgon, uh, 2016. Uh, against an Australian, he was he was approached to tank the, the first set, uh, lost. Okay, one sorry, six, so, six, zero, six, two. yeah, so 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 Jessica had the cocaine. And Jessica, uh, yeah, and, Jessica, and, Jessica and, had, had, the, had the magic thing. I, I mixed them up in my head. Yeah, jo- Jessica, uh, Jessica had a ban for 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 drugs. Yeah, uh, but there yeah. there are some some really uh, there are some names here like Tiago Fernandes, for example, also a Brazilian. Uh, mm. There are juniors who have done way less than. Uh, than 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 Hint sang. Actually, uh, Tiago Fernandez did sort of the same as sang as he as he also made one Challenger Tour final. But I mean, his career is already over, and sang has a lot more years to to go. Yeah. Uh, but Oliver Anderson is is quite shocking. I mean, match fixing sort of explains it. But but Daniel Berta definitely he was like the seven hundred forty one in his peak or something. No, six hundred thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's rough. Yeah. yeah, and he won. He won the 2009 French Open. So then there's still a lot of time for the for for Chun Hin Seng. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna wrap up on uh, with this uh, long Dominique Kirbate Chun Hin Seng talk and see you guys yeah. next week. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hope all of you enjoyed another ATP Challenger-centric edition of the podcast. A thank you, as always, to host Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro for following the action as closely as they do. I mean this sincerely. Each and every week when I say it, you are not going to find two people more closely locked in to all the action happening across the globe on the ATP Challenger level. So again, a thank you to them for recording these episodes. As always, if you'd like to read more of Damian's thoughts, head on over to our website, CrackRackets.com. 
ATPmedia.com where he has written countless pieces this year on the developments happening at the ATP Challenger level. Of course, that's not the only action happening right now across the tennis world. Busy, busy times for in October. Of course, the race to the year-end finals heating up for both the men and the women. We recapped all of last weekend's championship action on our mini-break podcast feed. You can find those episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, college tennis dual match season also right around the corner. And starting next week, we'll start rolling out our college contender series, listing our top 10 men's and women's teams heading into the 2022 dual match season. Of course, those podcasts all going to be found here on this Great Shot podcast feed, but you can hear our conversations with countless top players, coaches from around the country over on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. Of course, again, all of that content also available on our website, CrackedRackets.com. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly? I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Flickner and Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out. With all of that said, for our hosts, Damon Kust and Jakob Bobro, super producers, Flickner and Westoff, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 